I'm such a fat fuck. Yeah, me too, man. It's not good. Well, I'm ready to start. All right, ready? I'm so sure cast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 13th episode of I'm So Sure Cast. This is the uh, special Christmas edition. It's a Christmas episode. Um, and we're here. It's me, uh, your host, Tim Early. I'm here with Timothy Jim Sullivan. And then we also have Kev and Johnny Rocca on the iPad with the sound clips and running the shit. Special guest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here we are. And, yep. You know, it's Christmas and like fucking four days, some bullshit. We five, should have added some days? sort of festive uh Audio clips of the soundboard. I could always add it later after effects. But yeah. Uh, All right. We'll do a little post production uh, yeah. Christmas action. Yeah. And uh, also for Christmas for you, we got um, a voicemail box uh, for like that you can call in and leave us voicemails. Yep. So the phone number, I guess I probably should have fucking had ready to go. You don't um, know the phone number? Nope. Do you know your own phone number, dude? Fucking Jesus. No. Why would I call myself? Things you forgot about. <laughs> So the phone number to leave us a voicemail message is 978-647-7624. Now that's 978-647-7624. So, you know, you just call us, leave us some voicemails. Um, I think we have a couple on there, so maybe we'll check those out at the end of the episode. I think there's a two in there. Uh, Maybe by the end there'll be three. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? And uh, yeah, man. Don't forget to follow Squick Squawk Sunshine on Instagram, the coolest cocktail you've ever seen in your whole fucking life. It's a nice cock. And they just did a fucking uh, photo shoot. I don't know if you saw this with like a bunch of our merch. So I did see that. I, not only did I see it, but I liked it. Get over there. Check it out. Liking is nice, but commenting is a bigger compliment, I think. I'd I should totally s- agree with that. should probably start commenting more. But anyways, uh, you got hypnotized, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I saw the video. Um... So first of all, it was like at a at my company party. Yeah, I'm getting ahead here. It, no, you're doing fucking great. You're doing great. Um, but it was at my company party, and that was at Merrimack Valley Golf Course. Oh, is that where that was? Yeah, and I've never done. Uh, I've never gone to like a function there, but they stuff you in like a really tiny room that's way too small for a, a function. function hall. And. Um, they just, I had so many gripes with that whole fucking thing. Like, Tell me about the, these gripes. They put the apps, you know, you walk in, there's apps, right? Yep. Right. And that's behind the bar. Well, not behind the bar, but in front of the bar. So now the apps have Are two, you can start on either end oh. and it meets in the middle. Now there's different stuff on the right side of the table than there is on the left side of the table. So because of this, you can't just grab a plate and do the whole, get everything. <sighs> Someone's always in your way, come the other way. And then that was in front of the bar, so then that line gets fucked up with the line for the bar. And then they did stations for the food. And if you do stations, you're supposed to put them in, like, corners, like, separate corners, so that, like, you know. Yes, dude, of course. You can so go that get you spaghetti can... while I go get tacos, right. and we're not in the way of each other. But they put them all next to each other, so everyone thought it was a buffet, so then the line literally took two hours to get through. That's what I just done. It's not efficient, and everybody loses because it's this, like, communistic free-for-all. Everyone just show up and go mad. Just pure anarchy, you know? Right. But so that was to paint the picture of where I got hypnotized. Um, And, yeah, it did. And it was fucking weird. So when you get hypnotized, you're obviously approaching it with an eye of skepticism. Well, I guess you can't be too skeptical because then it doesn't work. I well, that's what I, I guess that's what it was, is how how impervious is hypnotism to a skeptical participant? 
that's not because <clears throat> the, you know like maybe 15 people sat down at first and i was sitting next to a guy in the front row like of the people on stage and i didn't know that they took him away so it was just me pretty much alone in the front and then like a crowd of people behind me that was like being hypnotized yeah so i was the center of attention for sure wait but okay wait so why did the guy leave <clears throat> because he couldn't sorry yeah I left the part out he like wouldn't succumb to the hypnotism so he wasn't a believer no he wasn't or a believer Jesus. So he hates Bieber and hypnotism. Yeah. So, all right. So then it's you. So you're like, I know this is probably weird and stupid, but I'm just going to kind of humor it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually the thought process you have because he like makes you relax and breathe deeper. You are relaxing. Every time I say a number, you relax more. Three. And you're just going deeper into relaxation. Four. Did he actually sound like Bane <clears throat> from Dark Knight Rises? Perhaps she's wondering why everyone's going to sleep up here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's what he does. And you do kind of fucking go, you get really relaxed. And it's. <laughs> that didn't did you, did to you me. get. Uh, I got a little flatulent. I was going to say, but I didn't know it. You know, incontinence makes sense, though, because the more relaxed you are, the more prone you are to fucking let out a squeaky fart. Yeah, exactly. I don't believe I've ever handed my gun over to anybody my entire life. Oh, God. Well placed, Twin Peaks clip. <laughs> but yeah, so. Uh, so anyway, so you go up there and the guy's like saying, you know, deeper, deeper inside. Deeper. deeper. Or whatever you're saying. And, and um, Yeah. So then I think the first thing he did was like they played orchestral music and he's like, you're playing in the orchestra. And I was like playing a violin. And at one point he like made me stand up and play. And I assumed everyone else was standing up and playing, but I was the only one. Cause my so you're doing like air violin? Air violin. Uh, like alone, basically. So did you feel embarrassed while doing this? No, or that's what th this is what hypnotism, the best way I can describe it is it's, you're not embarrassed or and you don't care about anything. Oh, really? That's, see, yeah. that's the kind of indifference that I could use. But, like, if he was like, hey, whip your dick out, I'd be like, no. Right. So, like, you still have to, like, be willing to do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dude. Um, no, that makes sense, though. Yeah. I feel like, so if you got hypnotized every morning before work, do you think you'd actually just have a better kind of disposition about the whole thing? I, like, maybe, but I feel like you'd also kind of be, like, robot and zombie-ish. Cause, right, because you're just not. Because like even for like an hour after, I was so confused and had like no fucking emotion, and it was just like a fucking bizarre thing, man. So it just calluses your entire mind. It does. That's actually a good way to put it. Okay. Nice. Nicely said. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but like, so you go through kind of like these thought processes of like, oh, this isn't gonna work. This is stupid. I'm just gonna open my eyes and just go like sit back in my seat and fucking let these idiots get hypnotized. So like, you're having those thoughts. And then those thoughts, like, eventually kind of just go away. So you're like Robin Williams and Hook, where you can't actually fly until you believe? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. You're fucking nailing it tonight. <laughs> Jesus. Dude. Well, you know, I know but, the feeling. So I was still, like, slightly skeptical while I played the violin. What the fuck? I'm going <laughs> to... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Of all, everyone's well, holding got, their phones everyone's up. Got to, screens and phones. Everybody's holding their phones up to prove that it wasn't their fault. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what happened. Oh God. Oh man, dude. Um, but anyway, so the like the time. One of the things that he did that made me like really believe in being that I was being hypnotized. 
because I don't know. I guess I was still skeptical while I was hypnotized, which makes no fucking sense. Um, he does this thing where he's like, "You're on a, bu- a bus and it's really hot. It's like a hundred degrees, and like I literally had like a hot flash, and like was getting wicked hot. And then um, I was wearing a sweater, just like you are. That's probably from Banana Republic, right? This one I think is from my aunt Mary. It's probably also from Banana Republic. Yeah, it could be. But uh, mine was from Banana Republic. So, so. but um, I actually have a bunch of sweaters from Banana Republic, but I've outgrown them all. Wow, interesting. How much do you weigh now? Dude, 182. Jesus Christ, dude. You can ask me how much I weigh? How much do you weigh? 215 pounds. Holy shit. <laughs> So, so there's a 35-pound swing between us? Yeah. Ask me what I ate for the past three days. What did you eat for the past three days? Sodium-laden Asian food. Dude, that's what we literally just had. I actually just ate a chicken finger. Yeah, we had Chinese food right before this. I got a little off track, though. But <clears throat> the uh, hypnotist suggests things. He's like, take your sweater off. And I didn't do it at first. And then he was like, take your fucking sweater off. And I took it off. He didn't say it like that. I woke up the next morning <laughs> under my bed, which I thought was weird. Yeah, Eric Sterling started getting hypnotized one time, I think. Did he really? Um, Did he do anything embarrassing? No, I think he just, it fucked him up. Oh, yeah. Almost like daylight too, dude. time. But I guess my highlight was um, he made me, like, shout Japanese to, like, my invaders. Dude, and which is funny because when I saw the videotape, at first I wasn't sure if... It was actually you or, like, if you were putting me on and you're actually, like, lip-syncing some sort of Japanese gibberish. Oh, no. It was me. Because it sounded really convincing. Yeah, thanks, man. It uh, sounded, you sounded like the cuttlefish and asparagus guy from South Park. Cuttlefish and asparagus? Yeah. But I, uh, so I only know, like... And the human centipad. I just have played video games with Kev's uh, cousins, and he says, like, Natsuki? So that's, like, all I really <laughs> knew. So I just, like, built off that, and then apparently everyone thought I actually knew Japanese because I was doing such a good job at bullshitting. I mean, I believed there it. There can just... be 100 people <laughs> in the room, and 99 don't believe in you. It's like, uh, <sighs> you know, you know those things were, like, in a movie. What's a movie with Jim Carrey where he's um, the Majestic? You ever see that one? No. Oh, well, he has no memory, and then he's playing piano. And the piano teacher is, like, going over the stuff that she used to teach him. Yeah. And so, like, you think, like, oh, the jig is up because it's not actually the guy that the whole town thinks he is. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. So, anyway, so she's teaching him piano. She's like, remember we learned this and that? And he doesn't know it. So then you're like, oh, well, this is when everyone's going to find out that he's not the real guy. And then he just, like, magically knows how to play piano. And I was like, that, that just would not happen. That's but ridiculous. I thought you magically like knew ch- Japanese this whole time, and you just needed a hypnotist to like unleash it. That would be really cool if that were the case. Yeah, that'd be great, dude. But that wasn't the case. So, so uh, one thing I just want to go over real quick is when I lo- when I watched the videotape of you speaking Japanese and, Japanese? S- and sweating, thinking that you're on some sort of bus in like you Tijuana. Suki? Yep. It looked like a pretty decent-sized function hall in those videos. Was that just the Here's deception the, of the camera? That was or? a little bit of decept. Uh, it's, it was probably a good size, but it was way too small for the amount of people we had. Ah, uh, okay. I got you. <laughs> well, so, nevertheless. Nice. I, I shouldn't talk too much shit. It was nice, but slow bartenders, shitty lines, poor placement for the food. Well, it the, just goes on and you, on. you can't. no waters. They didn't give us waters on the tables. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That was a big gripe. Sorry. Continue. No, that's a proper gripe. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta have an arranged buffet. 
I mean, it's just the way it does. I mean, how fucking hard is that? The whole point of having a buffet is that it's the least amount of work for that's, pretty much everybody involved. See, that's the thing, though, is it wasn't a buffet. It was stations, which would have made everything so much faster. Everyone would be in corners instead of in the same fucking line getting their food like away from each other. That's exactly right. But fuck me, right? Well, What do I know? I only worked at a functional for fucking 10 years. <laughs> so what else, man? What's fucking what's going on? <clears throat> what's going on? There's no boots? Not much. Um, I didn't really do shit uh, this weekend. Spooky Japanese? I don't think I did anything. Oh, we did a bar crawl uh, in Newburyport. That was a fucking good time. That was that actually was a, a lot time. of fun. And me and Eric were at the bar, and this um, actually kind of pretty older woman. Oh, she was foxy. Yeah. Probably she was really cool. Her name's Janice. Um, and I've never met, like, a sane Janice. Every Janice I know is a fucking lunatic. But she uh, started yeah, talking to us. <clears throat> and it was kind of awkward how she came up. She was just like, hey. We were like, what's what's going on? And uh, <laughs> so then she's... What's going on? <laughs> So she like asks Eric. She's like, "How long have you guys been together?" And we were like, "What?" And she thought that me and Eric were a couple. Whoopsie. And uh, <clears throat> that's how we met Janice. We became really good friends. But uh, then she started asking us about you know the housing market and all this shit, which we should be asking her about. She was like fifty five, which but. is a little weird because I feel like if I went up to a man and woman that I thought were dating, it was just like, "So, how long have you guys been together?" They'd be like, get this uh, fucking creep out of here. Right. But Which because is, Yeah, that's interesting. But she was a really foxy, attractive 55-year-old person. Yeah, person. Yeah, I'd say she was pretty good looking. Um, and then wasn't she bragging about the integrity of her marriage while being chirped at by her husband yeah. because she was condescending him? Yeah, and then like flirting with Eric. Because uh, he was like, she corrected him on something. So she's like, oh, we have a great marriage. The, the trick is to not have kids. And, you know, don't get married until, like, later on in life or some shit. Yeah. And then she was, like, boasting she about the marriage, said, right? don't have kids, don't get married is pretty much what her thing was. Yeah, then her husband said something, and she, like, called him out, and he was like, you always fucking do that. Yeah, that did happen, actually. <laughs> so the wheels fall off, fell off that cart pretty yeah. quickly. And I think they invited Eric to a threesome or something. I don't remember exactly. I wasn't there for that. Play him! <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, in Newburyport, that's that's the thing, man. That's the thing. If you're well dressed, you're Look gonna yeah, yeah, you're gonna be assumed to be like a hip gay dude. And someone's gonna ask you how long you've been with your partner. Yeah, which is fine, but just prepare to be asked that because it's gonna happen a lot in Newburyport. Oh yeah. But uh, uh, yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. Um, but yeah, so. Today, today, uh, I went to fucking Starbucks. Which one do you go to? The Loop one? Yeah. And just something that kind of struck me is really fucking weird. Does um, the Loop one get, like, super crowded? Yeah, it totally does. Especially, you know, when everybody's working is when there's more people there. I don't know, man. I, no I'm, I'm weird with Starbucks, to be honest. Why? I just, I don't know what the fuss is about, to be honest. Because you're a fucking a nor'easter dude. No, it's not because I, like, have a gripe with them or anything. I don't mind Starbucks. If you're like, you want to go to Starbucks, I'd be like, yeah. But I don't know. I just I just find it, like, no more impressive than, like, a Keurig K-Cup light roast. Uh, uh-huh. But I'm also an idiot. Anyway, so the weird thing that I saw was uh, you walk in, I get the Christmas blend when it's Christmas time. What is that, like a cinnamon? It's, yeah, it's got some holiday flavors. That sounds And I believe good. Eric gets the... Uh, what was it? Cinnamon home or Christmas his, homecoming? His sounded really lame. 
Yeah, whatever the fuck. Wait, but that wasn't Starbucks, right? That no, was Perfectos? It was Perfectos, that's right. Um, but it says Christmas blend, and then it says vintage 2018 under it. Ah. So it's 2018 now, so that doesn't make it vintage. What's the definition of vintage, Kev? Is that 20, 50 years? Isn't it like 50 years? I'm not even kidding. Um, it, is there actual uh, like uh, eligible timeline for it? Vintage, duh. I mean, I definitely agree that 2018 is oh, not he's vintage. He's in news, and so it's literally called 28 losing listeners and losing listeners, and all he's two people are gone. Still hasn't pulled it up. It's loading. And Everybody's listening to S Town <laughs> right now. Okay, we're giving up, I guess. Um, Wait. Okay. okay, what do we got? Definition of vintage. Go ahead. I can't read that. Oh, right. He, he's blind. A season's uh, yield of grapes or wine from a vineyard. This is stupid. <laughs> Anyways, I always thought that it fucking meant like at least 50 years old. Like a classic car, a vintage car. I feel like they say that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Um, it's this fucking year. It says vintage 2018. That's definitely oxymoronic. Then they have the blonde roast, which also says vintage 2018. Then they have a third one called Pike's Peak. What do you think it says on it? Vintage 2018? No. It has the year 71. It doesn't say vintage on it. Are you kidding me? Not fucking kidding. That is bizarre. Someone doesn't know what vintage means. It's probably some loser, trustafarian barista that's deciding to call what deemed the new shit vintage and the old shit just regular. Meanwhile, we're trying to look up the definition and none of the four of us can figure out what the fuck it means. I just don't. I just don't know what the criteria is for applying vintage to things that you think are vintage. If that makes sense. Yeah, especially when they were made in 2018, and it is 2018. It's kind of like uh, I always hazy on what defines an actual generation. Like which generations are separate? Is there like a cutoff? Yeah, there's month that. and year. I or think so yeah. How exactly does that work? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. The Kev types. You should have hit the. Does Google account. still have the? Uh, I'm feeling lucky. Choice. Ooh, does it? Let's fucking get lucky. Does it? Because Kev should just type. Hit that. it. Hit that button. Kev should just type in "fuck me" and I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> Let's just see what happens. Oh no, I'm scared. And it's oh, what you'd think it would be. Oh, oh no. That is not a good interface for that. He just website. closed everything just in total panic. How was that the number one uh like website for that? Because I feel like No, I don't think it is number one though. Isn't isn't it just random? I thought the getting lucky. No, the, like I'm lucky brings you up to the first thing in the search, but the oh. the, the the higher up on the search okay. is, is deter, like determined by the algorithm of is it traffic? I don't even know how they use that shit. Right. <gasps> Anyways, if you go to vintagefuckme.com, uh, it'll bring you up at triplex.org. Love it. Um, cool, man. So, like, what else, man? What the fuck else? Uh, um, not much, man. But um, one thing that I did revisit today was the memory that I think I've like shelved up in the attic of my brain. Let's hear about things you forgot about, maybe. Because I feel like <laughs> things you forgot about. Yeah. So I hadn't thought about this memory in like years, and I've yeah, you forgot about it. Yeah. Exactly. So, basically, drive to records, right? 
Right. All the greatest pop. Yeah, like Starting Line, uh, RX Bandits, all those people that everybody listened to in like 2003 until like 50 Cent's birthday song came out and everybody became hip hop instead of pop punk. And uh, that P. Diddy song, We Ain't Going Nowhere. Yes. Yes. But that had Travis Barker in it, so pop punk people could have these transition. Exactly. Exactly. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, so Drive Through Records. So that was like the place to be. That was like the Columbia Records of pop punk. Right. 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 So it was started by this guy, Richard. Richard Rains? I forget his, I forget his last name. But anyways, so we were in the band. This is like in like 04. Right. So we were like, well, we should try to get signed by Drive Through Records right. because that would be like getting, you know, signed by like Warner Brothers in the 1950s if you were like a, you know, blonde-haired, good-looking guy as an actor, you know right. what I mean? Yes, I do. So anyway, so we tried to do that. So then we got in touch with the guy, we sent oh. like demos and he liked it enough to want to like meet with us in person to discuss it. Right. Yep. So he went all the way down to New Jersey. This is like in like December or something. And then we meet the guy in the house. And so we're like, oh shit, this is like the founder of, you know, Drought It's kind of a big deal. And then he's like, all right, so let's go, uh, let's listen to, to the album. So then we go upstairs in this like bedroom. His, his personal bedroom? His personal bedroom. And there's like a, a giant like chest. How old are you at this time? I'm 13. Oh, great. Okay. And the eldest in the band is 17. So we're all relatively young. Yeah. We're all legally speaking minors. Right. Right. Um, not coal miners, meaning that we were like just under 18 oh, years fuck. old. Yeah. Thank you. So, anyways, we go in this guy's bedroom. Okay. okay and then he's dude. like, and he's like, so I like it when people stand on my back. And so that's what we're going to do here today. So he's like, I'm going to lie down on the floor, and then you guys are all going to stand on my back, and then we're going to listen to the record the whole way through. That's what we're going to do here today. So so normally you'd be like, well, time to get the fuck out of here. But we were just like, like, oh, yeah, Richard, that sounds great. So, So I was on one of his, like, legs. And so we were, we were grabbing like the top of the bureau, like you for would, leverage. Yeah, like if you were like a rock climber, that's like slowly kind of like you know, what do you call it? Scaling a uh, a boulder of some kind. Yeah, so I'm like I'm like pinching the top of the chest, not his chest, like the actual like bureau. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so I'm standing on this guy's fucking leg, bouncing back and forth, like I'm on like walking a plank What's going of, on? of like. <laughs> A ship, and then the record, of course, because for some reason all of our songs are like five and a half minutes long, so this fucking record takes like literally like an hour and ten minutes to play. So I'm standing on the psychopath's leg, Casey's on his neck. What Ma- the fuck? Mike is on like his shoulder blades, and then John Crook is on like where his back like meets his ass. What the fuck? And I'm just like, I'm looking at John like, dude, what the fuck are we doing here? And He's everyone like, shut up, dude. We're trying to make it big, dude. Literally, that was like the the prevailing opinion was like, dude, don't fucking blow this for us, right? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what? And then we're just sitting down, and then uh, listen to the whole way through, and then he just goes, uh, yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> and then we're like, wait, really? He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, a lot of potential. I'm I'm gonna just sleep on it, and uh, I'll let you know. And I literally felt like this used piece of meat hooker that just gets like shoved outside the door in the freezing cold with like change for a cab Jesus. and then we Hold just left up. wait a minute <laughs> something ain't right and then we found out 
uh, weeks later that that was not, in fact, the founder of Drive to Records. It was <laughs> a catfish. No, I'm just kidding. But so, anyways, so then we never heard anything back. I think he sent one email that was like, "Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of potential, but I'm just passing." So I'm like, dude, what the fuck? We literally just went to this creep's house in New Jersey, stood on his back for an hour and a half, and then he just booted us. And it was underage standing on his back, might it, I add. Underage standing, exactly. And the statute of limitations is non-existent on that. So anyways, then like it's like four years later, so now we've like matured, and we're coming out with this new EP. And so we're like, fuck it. What do you think Richard will give us like a second second round? And then so now I'm like... 16, I think. He's like, oh, they weigh more now. It's going to be a better experience. Yeah, he was like, what do you guys weigh? How tall are you guys now? <laughs> so anyways. Oh, yeah. So he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, we'll do it in New Jersey again, but we're going to be at a Hilton hotel. Oh. So I was like, what the fuck? And packs of cigarettes in New Jersey at the time were like 18 bucks a pack. What the fuck? And I didn't think to buy some in New Hampshire before we went down. How did you afford this trip? It, the right page. Oh, and then I remember it was such a bad omen that we were going to go this time. Oh, but this time he was probably disappointed because John Crook couldn't make this one. So uh, it was just me, Case, and Mike. Let's wait. And then uh, the second we got into the car, Case was stung by a bee <laughs> on his ass because there was like a... There was like a hornet that was like wedged in the like crevice of like where the the back of the seat meets the ass of the seat. <laughs> And then so right when he sat down, he just got rocked by a hornet in his ass. ass. And then and then we had to drive like 14 hours. On, he had to sit on his ass too? Yeah. So then we drive down and we're in New Jersey and we check in at the Hilton Hotel. And then... How many stars is that, do you think? Dude, I don't know. Okay. Two. And then so then Richard's like, oh, call me when you're here. So we give him a call, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm actually meeting with another band this weekend as well. They're called uh, TSP, and we were like, okay, and then stood for the side project. Oh, yeah. So we're like, all right, so then we're waiting in the hotel. I wonder if their main band is good. So now at this point, we're, like, way cooler than we were earlier because now we're, like, older and stuff. Yeah. And we're like, all right, this is going to go well. (laughs) We're like the new... The new album's like really great. How could he not? Oh, dude, fantastic! How could he not sign us? So then we're in the hotel. Just I think like we got there kind of late in the evening. So then we just like got McDonald's, brought it to the room, and then um, I think we actually watched a uh, porno with our clothes on just because <laughs> we were bored. It was called like Horny Housewives or to something to prepare for his arrival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, yeah, we were taking notes as to what the poor actresses in the porn were doing because we'd have to be subjecting ourselves <laughs> to the same treatment the next day. No, so then we check in, we go to bed, and then in the next morning, Richard's like, oh, what you should do is uh, meet the TSP band for breakfast. So we're like, what the fuck? So then we go down, and it's these, like, losers that are probably, like, 15. Oh, great. And I'm like, dude, I think he's just doing this, like, fucking creepy thing where he's just having people come down to stand on his back yeah. for hours on end and like nobody spoke at the lunch and everyone was like hunched over and then someone was like did you guys have to stand on his back yeah so then we so then richard bounces and now it's just us talking to these people and then i was like we should probably warn them that they're gonna have to do some yeah, creepy did you, stuff yeah you told them no but then so then we start talking and like the drummer in the band was so pretentious Oh, nice. That I was like, fuck it, dude. I'm not even going to give them the caveat of no. what they're walking into. And then anyway, so we're like, he's probably not going to make us do that anyways, just because like, I don't know. It's been years. Maybe he doesn't have the same fetish anymore. Like, whatever. So then we walk in. 
And this time, he doesn't even say anything. He literally just lies on his back on the carpet. And we just, like, a bunch of sheepish whores just, like, immediately assume the position and hit play on the album. <laughs> and then now we're on his back for, like... And this album, I think, was literally, like, an hour and a half. I don't know why we made... You guys should have just purposely wrote a shorter... We record. should have just done an EP just to spare ourselves of <laughs> standing on the back. And then... So we finished the album. And then he goes, why don't we do one more playthrough i want to give it a full are you kidding no so we literally stood on his back for like three hours and then the same thing he's like yeah i'll let you know what the and i was like dude this guy is fucking nuts dude this is not worth the price of getting signed by drafty records and then so then from then on like all the drive-through bands that i listened to i was like just wondering i was like did they have to do this shit and they must have but now drafty records is out of business i wonder why Maybe I mean, everyone spilled the beans about his backstanding fetish. But how fucking creepy is this? Oh, and you know what the worst part is? Is uh, the drive through Records DVDs that we used to get. Yeah. So the third DVD got released like six months later. And in the thank you section, he thanked TSP. Not even you guys? No, not even us. I wonder what the fuck they did. So God knows what they were doing in that oh room. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's fucking Richard from drive through Records, man. He's... He's weird. We'll tweet at him after this. See if we can get him round up. Oh, can we do that? Yeah, we definitely are going to fucking does do that. Does he have the blue check mark? I wonder how legit his... Probably does. Oh, man. I wonder how you earn the fucking blue check mark. Like, what does it take to get one of those? There must be some sort of unique identifier process that you got to go Cooch with. Cooch says it's 100,000 followers, which is it sounds right to me. So we'll work on that. Okay, but think about it. <laughs> if Say I made a Twitter account and I named it some celebrity. Yeah. If people think that I'm the celebrity, I'm going to get 100,000 followers. No, but you know what I think? What? I don't think like you get 100,000 followers and they just give it to you. I think you get 100,000 followers, then they do some sort of like vetting, verification, vetting process, and then they, you know. He's absolutely right. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh so cool. Um yeah, so we have voice. We have the voicemail thing. So yeah, let's, so let's everyone should call us. This thing. So the phone number again, um, for you that care, is nine seven eight six four seven seven six two four. And um, I believe we have a couple. So let's see. We just started. We just did this today. So <clears throat> let's play this one first. Whatever the fuck this one is. Oh, this thing's off again, dude. It's off. Ah, oh, god, the fucking thing. This piece of shit. It's going to go... Fucking thing sucks! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Cooch is outside smoking a cigarette. Oh, he is smoking a cigarette. <sighs> I wish we could smoke in places. There we go. Yeah, like in here. That'd be cool, huh? Oh, I'd love it. All right, let's see what the first one is. First voicemail ever on our thing. And... Now, I was really happy to hear Tim was making a podcast. And I asked, well, which one? And when I was finding out that it was both of you, I was happier than a pig in shit. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Keep doing what you do. Well, that was nice. All right, yeah, I guess. That was really nice. That was fairly fairly pleasant. Thank and you. Uh, happier than the proverbial pig in shit. Thanks, person. Um, and I think I know who that was. There's some guy right now covered in pig shit. There's another one. Let's see what the other one is. <clears throat> this thing sucks. 
Hi, my name is Rick Rannison. I am from fucking Yarrow, and I'm here on vacation. Now, I am here in the northeast of America. All of a sudden. And I'd like to know whether or not um, Tim 1 or Tim 2 takes name Tim 1 or Tim 2. Just needs to know. I want to know. I'm not really sure, you know, what else to ask. I just want to know, okay? Wow. I think he's from Wales. That's a loaded, that's a loaded question. That's a great question. Um, I don't even know how to answer it. Uh, I mean, one of us is talented, and then the other one is sexy. Well, also, so one of us, one of us has a beard, and the other one's named Tim, and one of us wears glasses, and the other one does too. Yeah, should be able to narrow it down. So, really, the way it usually goes is the one that you think we are is the one that we aren't. That's exactly right. Right? Yeah. The one that we are. Yeah, right. Whatever you think, think the opposite. So if people I woke up the next morning under my bed, which I thought was weird. (laughs) Uh, Freaking A, man. Freaking I, dude. How long long has this podcast been going on? This has been going on a really long time. Well, you know, I just hope that I don't get sick from the... uh, The Chinese food that we ate that's still sitting out that we're probably going to eat again. Yeah. I'm going to have some more of those chicken fingers. But yeah, man, I guess that's it. That's the Christmas podcast. That's a wrap. Uh, uh, what's your favorite Chris? What's your favorite Christmas songs? Music. Well, my number one Christmas song is the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. Me too. So I guess that's it. That we we disagree on everything. I mean, it literally is the best, <clears throat> and it has my best quote behind anything ever. Where the guy that wrote it actually said, "Not only did I just write the best song I've ever written, but it's the best song anyone's, anyone's ever, written. ever written." Which I just thought was, uh, you know, a, a level of stratified confidence that I just really admire. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Cooch, you want to sign us off, man? Thank everyone for listening. Dude, is he penning? I don't think he does. Oh, Thank you, everybody, for being here. We really appreciate it. Merry Christmas to all. And to all, a good night. Wow, dude. Wow. That was fantastic. Great stuff. Everybody- ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Everybody go out and listen to Baby It's Cold Outside. And then uh, give us a voicemail. Yeah, leave us a voicemail. All right. uh, See you later. (laughs) Ha ha. See you. I'm so sure.